Well, hello and welcome to our Halloween spectacular, a fearsome and petrifying episode that certainly had me trembling in my pink welly boots when Stuart suggested we cover more WCW. Off the back of Wednesday's NXT Halloween Havoc reboot, we've decided that episode 25 was one that had to be filled with pumpkins, ghosts, witches, ghouls and... Uh, Berlin. Uh, joining me as ever, the WCW connoisseur, the Batman to my Robin on this Halloween edition. Sure, how are you, mate? That was uh, that was almost a WCW like introduction there. I quite enjoyed that. That's brilliant. That's really we're ready to go. <laughs> Uh, just, it's a shame it's an audio podcast and we couldn't have a wee dodgy spider crawling across the screen uh, to drag the graphics across in a very <laughs> poor manner. <laughs> like it was made on paint, you know. Well, we're, we're, um, we're back in the 90s, so why not? Absolutely. Uh, so this is the 11th annual Halloween Havoc um, and 1999 is the year. Uh, the second to last one to take place under WCW banner, um, obviously did it in 2000, and they were no longer there in 2001 uh, to get to October. Uh, it's been missing ever since until, as I said in the intro, uh, this past Wednesday, NXT wheeled it out. Probably so cold they couldn't take it to AEW, let's be honest. Uh, but first and foremost, especially if it's a PG product and, and you're in America, it's a smart move to cash in on Halloween, isn't it? I mean, they absolutely love it all there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very Americano, all of this. Yes. Um, this is also the first pay-per-view since the arrival of Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara in WCW, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you, you can tell. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, this edition of Halloween Havoc was in the famous MGN Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um and I wish what happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas, as there would be no need for us to cover this pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> 11,200 was the given attendance with 8,464 paying, meaning 2,800 of the Las Vegas party goers were given freebies. Uh, I'm no expert, but surely it's bad days when you can't sell out in Vegas um, with them in a punters walking around yep, you know i mean yep, surely to god you can you can you get back eleven thousand seats um bank smacking one of the most populated and famous strips in the world it's, mm. it's not looking good <laughs> they are on the way down uh they did a live gate of around three hundred twelve thousand seven hundred and thirty dollars meaning around six dollars and ninety cents per ticket nearly said pence there uh and one hundred ninety thousand pay-per-view buys worldwide which is one of the better numbers from it's, that year it's, it's not bad it's really fair not. it's fair um yeah, comfortable. Tony Schiavone brings us into the show. Uh, the Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. Uh, and yes, the legendary Halloween Havoc set still stands up as one of the best sets oh, in wrestling, isn't it? so fucking good. It's, is it the, it's, mm, I think it's the best design ever. Did you see NXT's attempt? No. Big inflatable <laughs> pumpkin. <laughs> it's a big blow-up pumpkin. It looks like they got off Amazon. It is atrocious. Uh, Did I watch modern wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? 2014? Um <laughs> Great news for you, Stuart, straight off the bat. Rey Mysterio is injured and will not be on this card and has to be stripped of his tag team championship belt. I uh, thought the animals will then have to fight for those belts in a, a v- vacant match, if you like a triple threat match later on. So, uh, no Rey Mysterio for you. Oh, delighted. <laughs> delighted. So, Shivani and Bobby Heenan, a two-man commentary booth, which even by WCW standards was quite uncommon mm. at the time. Uh, the they run down the card. The lads were on fire tonight. They were, they were, on, they were good. underrated. Very, very underrated. Yeah. I, f- I feel Heenan definitely works better with the two-man booth yes, as well. Yes, yes, Um, You know, obviously we've spoken about two-man and three-man before, but I think he especially works really well with that. Uh, with just one person to bounce off of, because I think you bring in a third person, he sort of feels overshadowed a wee bit. Yeah. Um, but he was, on, he was on fire tonight. Also very rare to see the commentator's desk was actually at ringside, not up at the, 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 the entrance way as it usually is. That was very yeah. strange. Yeah, do you think these are, are these maybe, this, obviously you, you, you would enjoy it more at the time as well. Was these sort of subtle changes that Russo maybe made I don't think to make it, it more his I, show? I, gen- or was this just... I genuinely think it's to do with Arena. I genuinely think it's to do yeah. with MGM Grand. Yeah, yeah. And they've not really any, anywhere 
anybody to put it at the top of the ramp because of yeah, the podium, etc. Yeah, demon over the over the pumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> um, and the polystyrene gravestones, which we'll get to later. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, put on your dance shoes, shake your beaver. He's <laughs> here, ladies and gents. Disco, disco fever. fever. Disco <laughs> fever. That is an underrated theme song, isn't it? Uh, he's not an underrated wrestler, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, it's it's the first negative of the night. Champ out first in your opening contest. Uh, I'd understand it if it was like. A, a decent wrestler, but who the fuck's Lash through? Who is this guy? Oh, Lash, Lash Vegas, as uh, his t-shirt <laughs> rightfully told us. Um, just, just first and foremost, sure, what do you prefer, Disco Inferno, no, Disco Inferno, or Disco Crisps? Oh, Disco Crisps. Oh, oh. salt and vinegar. Yeah, mm, cheese and onion. Oh, the prawn cocktail ones are up there as well. They are up there. I don't like salt and vinegar crisps, so yeah, cheese, cheese and onion or prawn cocktail, which is probably mm. the only other two flavors of discos you get. And that is our thoughts on Disco Inferno, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sign off in the comments. <laughs> um, uh, if, we, if we talk about this other guy, he looks like someone that um, Chris Anson wants to have a seat over there. He's got that kind of child look. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a bit creepy looking. Mm. He? he looks like a straight jacket walking in a padded cell. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, proper, uh, proper strange looking guy. Uh, I, I, I didn't know about digging on him because I didn't know anything about him. Um, <laughs> was, when... you, was you on a register somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after my research, I don't know anything about him. Uh, no, he's, he came through the, the power plant uh, that he only debuted earlier this year, so still very much a rookie. Um, he did sign with WWE when they were bought over, uh, seen the developmental deal, however, went to some developmental territory, left in 2002. Did some brief stints in TNA because, of course, he did, um, and retired and became a pastor. That's bizarre. <laughs> Which, well, uh, actually, it's absolutely, right it's absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's excellent. Uh, oh, it's almost as if we worked that one out. Eh? <laughs> excellent. <laughs> as, as for the match, it uh, leaves much to be yeah, desired. It's, it's uh, a TV one, this, Mark. Um, there's not a lot happening at all that sparks excitement. The, the commentators are doing their best to keep you interested. You know, the way mm-hmm. Shavani calls the moves, he always kind of he tries to keep you on the edge of their seat, but there's just not a lot happening. The, the guys aren't really uh, clicking in the ring. As for Shivani, um calling moves, he's not very good at it, is he? Or is it just he's getting gold in this match? Because I, I, I spotted three times where he absolutely messed up. He, he called like a, a power bomb. It was a blue thunder bomb, and he called it like a spine buster. Yeah. And then there was like a Michinoku driver. He called a power bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and then uh, he, Disco hits a move. And he forgets his name. He forgets the name of it. So he just says, "That's his move." Mm-hmm. He does it a few mm-hmm. times at the show as well. I'm like, that must just be a wee Tony Schiavone ism, you know. <laughs> he just sort of drops them in. I, I um, can't blame him though. <laughs> it's very, very hard to motivate yourself when you're watching these two guys. Um, if I can, I'll run through the positives. Uh, Disco hits a very, very nice swinging neckbreaker for two. Uh, the ah, that's about it. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't have said plural there. Uh, he's a very, very basic wrestler. Is Disco? He's um. His moveset is very generic. Even his even his top uh, top rope moves are shite. He hits like a he goes to the top rope and you think, oh, go on then, like gyrate the hips, pop the crowd and hit a big massive elt. Nah, he hits a shitty double axe handle, lands in his knees. Dreadful. Uh, his other generic moves include Russian leg sweep uh, and then a pile driver. Which it's, it's hilarious to me as well that the guy kicks out the two from a pile driver, but um, falls victim to a stunner. And oh. like it's kind of like which one of those two would. You know, really put you out the game. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could ask Austin that. He's had trouble with both. 
Yes, <laughs> that's true. Um, I very experienced in that yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think when when I look at this Inferno, not that I've seen an awful lot of him, he, he really suits WWE style, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's very generic, <laughs> more character based, that sort yeah. of thing. Like. I'm surprised he wasn't snapped up. He's, he's uh, not very southern wrestling, is he? Well, he was snapped up because um, wasn't he in that stinkier match with uh, Bagwell? <laughs> that, oh, that, right, oh, yeah, right. That yeah. pretty much cancelled WCW. Never saw them again. Right. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um, yeah. the, the finishing... I, I unmixed it. We're going to move on, or we? Yeah, we'll just move on. Oh, absolutely. Yes, please. Uh, the, uh, the finishing sequence falls to the bits. He uh, hits an absolutely shit-looking clothesline and a very, very poor man stunner. It was like, um, remember when Owens first started hitting the stunner and Austin? Oh, yeah. Like, ah, if you want to, if you want me to teach you <laughs> how to put some. Uh, what is it? Said, put some smack on that son. Just let me know. Some whatever yeah. fucking Texas yeehaw. Is Lash Larue obviously immediately gets his heat back after the after pinfall. He's pretty much back on his feet. Um, we, see, we see the heel. I never worked out in the, in the long run. <laughs> I have to always assume that this going for the heat. He just looks like a prick. Yeah, aye, oh, so, I don't get it. Uh, Larue hits his finish on the belt, which was the best part of the match. I thought uh, mm. very very nice. Very nice. Uh, Disco, Disco retained. Is the oh, yeah, that wasn't take away. <laughs> uh, so we see a backstage segment. Malenko and Benoit arriving in the arena earlier on the night, and they tell Perry Saturn, who's dressed like a fanny, mm-hmm. that he can shove revolution. <laughs> I mean, that, that's about it. Uh, what you make it? Saturn's attire. Oh, I was more interested in his style of pro- promo. Uh, fucking, we always seem to get these, these best promos on this podcast. <laughs> so much, yeah. so much emotion, so much, uh, so much drive, so much heart and uh, charisma. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Uh, Iron Mike Sine backstage interviews Harlem Heat. Um, Here comes Booker T. Promo class is in session. Yeah, very old school promo, but it was very, very good. And you, the thing is, with these kind of promos, you can tell that you know there's no there's no script there at all. It's just very much good say this about so and so. He's so fluid about it. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this feed promo. Um, and even 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 his big pal there. Uh, hey, <laughs> Steven, Steven, not bad. I tell you. Uh, he held yeah, his own. He held yeah, his own. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he didn't. He didn't look totally miscast. No, he held his he own. Did, uh, Booker T, when he makes his entrance, um, he just he doesn't take his eyes off the ring, which I believe fucking Brian Nobbs and is it Brian Nobbs that makes his entrance? Hugh Morris, whatever. Yeah, yeah. two arsenals are in the ring. Doesn't take his eyes off them, which I thought, oh, this guy's, you know, you know, some some wrestlers just they just let you know that they are the star, and Booker T does it yeah. every time. He should be further up the card. He should not be in the second match tag team bollocks. Ah, uh, it's, it's hilarious to me, you know that. These two guys, Hugh Morris and um, fucking Nobhead, uh, yeah, they came out first, and I'm like, that's not popping anybody. No, I mean, no. you know, <laughs> bring your bring your Harlem Heat out first, and then bring the bad guys out. Um, but so so Brian Nobbs and Hugh Morris were. First family, I yes, believe, are being called with Jimmy Hart there, yeah. which was an that's an old yes, school stable that goes is. back to CWA and early WWE, like 85 WWF. Um, so other members were Jerry Flynn, known as Horace Hogan, mm-hmm. you and I, and the Barbarian as well. Uh, I think it was quite short lived, but I did a wee bit of research on that one, so I knew fuck all about it. Um, and the, the other tag team, obviously, Ray is gone, so Conan and Kidman come out uh, winning the titles. Um, obviously, they have been stripped of them, but they're still in possession of the yeah. titles. Um, it's a street fight as well because uh, Nobbs is in the match and it has to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so it's a it's a triple threat street fight for the tag titles. It's tornado tag rules here, so that's yeah. that's good that they're they're um, they're realizing that tags won't matter because it's an ODQ match. However, <laughs> Kidman 
first thing, gets a rope break in a street fight. <laughs> you fucking idiots. You have ruined the match already. Incredibly. Uh, it didn't take very long yeah, either. Yeah, did not. Uh, no knobs, Neil's just probably a trash can, um, which I thought was a fucking peach <laughs> shot, to be honest with you. Uh, and Harlem Heat just battered him. I don't know if there was something going on here with these guys. <laughs> they were both just out to get knobs. I'm like, you're getting it. <laughs> like, come with me. I think Nobs uh, is known for being a particularly stiff worker. Him and what's the other guy? The nasty Sags. boy Sags, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think we've had them. I think we've maybe had a match or two of them in the past. In this, I, I think we've had two in yeah. the both street fights. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, of course. <laughs> That's like saying the fucking the Sandman's going to be in a, a an ultimate submission match. Of course, he's not. He's going to be in a street fight or a fucking hardcore match. <laughs> Come on, fuck. I seen an interview with Undertaker the other day, and uh, somebody asked him. He was just sitting there drinking his coffee, and he says, "You've been in more casket matches than anybody." And I think he went, "Duh." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course, yeah, I, have, like, yeah. I feel like it's the same with the nasty boys in hardcore matches. Like they have to be in those. It's, it's just suits them. Um, they, they, they fight to the ramp, and we see some polystyrene bits of set flying <laughs> against by Nobs' head. But just I just laughed for ages about that. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, how WCW of you? Um, so uh, Morris, Morris moonsaults Conan through the table in the ring, which was very, very nice. Um, for a big guy like that, I mean, he's very burly. Um, to him and saw that, I was quite impressed, actually. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Harlem Heat pins Knob after smacking him with the Yeti. Did you see this? <laughs> Hit with a mummy. Uh, Kidman gets a pin in the ring, but it's too late because Harlem Heat got their pin first. Um, so therefore, they won the belts for the 10th time. Uh, that's about the highlights of that match that I could muster. Was there anything else you want to point out from the midst of it? I, or? I, would, I would like to see how underwhelming the finish was. Uh, first of all, you're getting a pinfall mm-hmm. backstage. No one can see it. Uh, in WCW, and I will I will make this exact point later on in the podcast, so listen out for the double, the double point. Um <laughs> They don't have titantrons, so you can't see what's going on backstage. Mm-hmm. The, the, crowd yeah. are, the, the crowd are oblivious to what's just happening. There's happened. confusion there, yeah. yeah. They're not quite sure what's going on. If you were going to put the belts on Harlem Heat, it's just to have them run through everybody in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were going to do a swerve, have Harlem Heat get the pin in the ring and do the heels getting the pin on the outside yeah. first and give the heels the titles because that gets heat. When you know people think Harlem Heat have won, then it actually gets taken away for them. That would work better as well. So yeah. there we go, Russo. There's a lesson for free, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely clusterfuck, and Booker T deserves better. Definitely. I feel I said that a lot with WCW. Um, <laughs> so just as they get up the ramp, Conan's been injured and he's being carried out. Uh, we're about to move on, but not before Rey Mysterio comes out at the top of the ramp with Tony Wilson. He's haunting you, Stuart. It's <laughs> Halloween right enough. I'll uh, confess, I've already skipped to the next match. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> But uh, it's one of those things I'm just like oh Neri Mysterio shit about please and then like second match he comes out at the top of the ramp I'm like oh Christ well, I'm hoping he skipped by with this point so I'm glad he did well, <laughs> I've seen, seen him later on in the pay-per-view as well so I was already um, I was already prepared for a fucking backstage thing with him, so yeah whatever <laughs> moving on great fun Up um before that, Ric Flair arrives with David Flair in tow um, before we get a DDP and Kimberly Page promo segment um Kimberly cuts a promo as one of the better promos I've seen from a woman in the nineties. Um, I know there's not much competition, but she was actually pretty, especially good. someone uh, that looks like her. You know what I mean? She's yeah. big, giant inflatable titties. You don't expect it, it, her to be able to talk. Ah, uh, because the thing is, as well, being a nitro girl, she was just a dancer, yeah. so she, she was pretty good. She was charismatic somewhat as well. I, I was very impressed. I've never really seen anything of Kimberly Page before. Um, no more than any normal man would want to have seen. She's fucking and, hot. Let's oh, unbelievable. Me. Unbelievable, and they don't hide that either. Um, but no, Kimberly and, and Diamond Dallas Page they pushed off each other really well. Um, talking about Pervy Flair and <laughs> how he how he spanked how he spanked her uh, fourteen times for the amount of titles that he held, um, and then 
DDP basically brings out a strap, uh, challenges in a strap match later on. Uh, turns and want to whack it. They want to, basically wants each each other to whack each other all night long. Kinky. It was, uh, yes. It was, it was a bit. It was a bit. You know, after the watershed. Um, <laughs> We also got an Eddie Guerrero promo. Uh, it's early days on his make ability, but you can see little gumps of Latino in there. Doing not bad, I think. See, compared to when we were watching him, I think like 95, 96, where he had absolutely no character. Just he could wrestle, and that was it. A whole he's improved. Yeah. He's you could definitely see the progress in that there. Um, yeah. Nice little promo, and yeah. uh, a little bit of the light sheet to steal there as well. He yes. stole Ric Flair's watch, um, which was leading into the match as well, which is a nice wee story. And uh, going into the next match against Perry Sutton, he does his best Razor Ramon impression, giving his jewelry to Bobby Heenan, uh, basically saying, "Hold this for me," you know, speaking up so the camera can hear and stuff like that. Yeah. Very Razor from the nineties. I love that. Um, Just on uh, Guerrero's entrance, Guerrero's entrance provided us the best moment of the night. Uh, when the beat of Guerrero's music synced up perfectly to the demon nodding its head, like see the big demon. <laughs> yes. It's just nodding along to Guerrero's theme. So I was like, ah, that's sold. That's it. It's not going to get any better than this. <laughs> I like the night. Spoilers. It didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a steep decline. Uh, this is this is one of the better matches on the show. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, Guerrero looking fucking gigantic here, walking down the ring, man. He looked, he looked massively. I always consider him, uh, seeing him in WCW's this week, scrawny cruiserweight. Nah, yeah. guy's been lifting some, <laughs> some. Ah, uh, he still to be very top heavy. Um, yeah, yeah. And then he so gets uh, definitely on the way there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. He picked Eddie on the, up on the outside and dropped the head first onto the steps and he fell a bit short. That was the first scary spot of the night. Um, tried to make the distance with his hand. Could have broke his wrist. Uh, I should point out, this is the third match on the show and this is the third match that's been brawling on the outside. Um, I did start to keep in tally of this, but it gets way out of control later on the night. Every single match, bar one, yeah, goes to the outside. Yeah, it is absolutely point. nuts. Yeah. Um, good work here for both guys, though. Working each other's arms. Um, mm-hmm. I love uh, Perry's springboard moonsault. Very much like a line salt. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lovely the first time out, Eddie gets his knees up on the second time, which I thought was fantastic as well. Uh, it was very much back and forth though, wasn't it? It, it was, was very much, yeah. you do something, I'll do mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. Um, totally changed the pace of the whole show in terms of what we've been used to. Uh, Eddie's brain buster, gorgeous. Yeah. Saturn hits a Northern Lights from the top rope, only gets a two. Eddie hits a superplex from the top rope, so it's kind of like, you know, tic-tac-toe. Um, and just as the match is getting hot and getting good, it's been on for a good while, here comes Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, just, I was I, so disappointed. WCW are famed for fuck finishes and run-ins, yeah. um, almost almost as much as ECW. But this was like it's the best match on the card. Yeah. Why do you have to ruin this one? Um, very very disappointing. Um, Riffler comes down, lays out Eddie. Um, there's a Kidman as well who comes down, earning Eddie the DQ win. Um, he then. Snog story, Snog story Wilson who comes out, uh, and then it's just Rick Flair for a while. He leaves, forgets the watch, has to come back down and get the watch off Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's like, "Oh, I, I was just holding it for you, champ." You know, yeah. <laughs> suck it up to him, um, and, and away he went. So that, that's the first appearance of Rick Flair on the show. Uh, Point him on where that came from. Um, Kevin Nashville tonight. Let's see how, how many times he can get on camera. I quite enjoy seeing Ric Flair being Ric Flair as well, you know, I, like just being I would the way he is. I but... absolutely agree with that, but this match was ruined because he's in it. Exactly. So... It's, it's just the timing, isn't it? It's the timing of it. Uh, I was very disappointed with that one. Uh, we'll, go, we'll go stay on, I think. There's not much else to talk about well, on that the, one. I think it was a decent enough match. The other disappointment was um, Saturn was working Guerrero's shoulder and collarbone area throughout the full match, pretty much. Uh, mm. He didn't once look in the rings of Saturn. I was, I was mm. also disappointed at that. 
But see, that's that's why you would try and actually, if you give the match the proper finish, yeah. uh, you either worked up to that, you know what I mean? But it was very much that it was cut short. Uh, oh, just a shame about the finish, it really sealed it for me. Yep. Uh, camera backstage where Goldberg was leathering Sid, uh, who had blood pissing out his big purple face. Did you see how purple his head yeah, was? It, was uh, it definitely looked hard to me. Ah, it was, it was almost as if somebody had fucking choked him to get the blood to come out. It was fucking uh, bizarre. Oh, it was mental. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> we'll yeah, so we'll get to that match later on, but that was just a wee side note. Mm. Um, it's everyone's favourite gigolo, Buff Bagwell. The stuff is here to cut a promo. Um, is this Nitro or a pay-per-view? Fucking hell. No. Promo's, promo's central here. Uh, the, the, it seemed like they were trying to f- uh, plug gaps all night. It, it looked as if they'd like booked... Right, we've got three years of pay-per-view to fill, but we've only really got an hour worth of stuff to put in the hit. But is it not like a 12-match card or something? It's a ridiculous uh, amount of matches, isn't it? Yeah, 12-match card. Well, 11. Yeah, a lie. No, no, sorry, 10. 10-match card, but only really nine. It's just ridiculous. I mean, oh, never mind. Uh, (laughs) So basically, he brawls with uh, Double J, J J-E-double-F, J-A-double-R, E-double-T. Baby! they they, they brought on the outside because of course they do so that's five brawls out of three matches uh, <laughs> <laughs> break the scale here WCW <laughs> uh, Luger arrives attempt to hit Jarrett with the guitar and hits Bagwell but he hits him with like, the stock of the guitar he misses with the actual big yeah. fucking heavy part of the guitar so true. it doesn't break and he's just they hit the turnbuckle so it breaks it's like oh my god Luger you had one fucking job only legs so there we go, that's another segment moving on. Uh, we see Eddie backstage on his Nokia calling Ray to come back to the <laughs> arena as he's at the hospital with Conan. Um, so expect to see more shenanigans later on. As we head into our next match, it's all go here in WCW. Yeah, it's, uh, it's non-stop, man. I could, it can, <laughs> yeah. um, Brad Armstrong takes on Berlin next. Uh, Brad Armstrong, of course, from the famous Armstrong family. Father Bullet Bob Armstrong, brother Road Dog, uh, Scott Armstrong, who's obviously was a wrestler but a famous referee in WWF as well, WWE just now. Um big journeyman in the territories, hold multiple world championships in different territories as well. So old school wrestler mm-hmm. central here could, for them. Could, could you name the fourth brother? Um So you've got Brad, you've got Brian, Road Dog, and you've got Scott. Could you name the fourth one? Steve. It is Steve well done. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> um I'd, to be fair, I forgot there was a fourth one until you said that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I know it's a common name. <laughs> um, uh, this is the piss break match of the night. It's fucking, it's Das Wunderkid here, Alex Wright, and he's uh, emo phase mm-hmm. um, versus the, well, I put it in the brother of Road Dog. I seen Armstrong, I just immediately thought it was going to be Scott Armstrong because I knew he did wrestle in WCW for a bit. I seen it was Brad Armstrong. Uh, Who the fuck's this cunt? Um, yeah. <laughs> WCW, keep up with current events here, Mark. Uh, Berlin and the Wall. Uh, forming a formidable tag team 10 years after the fall of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> nice. <laughs> keep the finger on that pulse. Finger on that pulse. Uh, I, I looked into this character a wee bit, apparently it was Alex Wright's idea. Um, go down that road. So I was like, I, I, I really wanted to blame Russo, but he wasn't in the door long enough, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they fucked up at some point. But uh, so basically, he's, he's a German who now hates Americans. Got to yeah. love the creativity there. Never been done before. Um, mm. Got to hate the haircut. <laughs> the old, old faux hawk. Yeah. Um, he looks. He, um, he gave off strong Aiden English vibes. Oh my god, I've written down. He yeah. looks like a cross between Corey Graves and Aiden English. <laughs> like, this gothic fucking skinny lad. Um, with a Jimmy Havoc hairstyle. Yeah. Um, basically, I'm going to go to the finish because there wasn't enough nope. to talk about beforehand. Armstrong holds the rope as Berlin goes to a neckbreaker, so he falls on his ass and Armstrong pins him. Uh, that's the finish. Um, <laughs> bizarre. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh... Wins the match. Gets leathered after a bell from Berlin and the Wall, um, who's just a big fucking sags lookalike. Um, 
or, or knobs look alike, whatever fucking one is a blonde one. Uh, <laughs> four minutes, 23 seconds. Uh, I'll never get I'll never get that back. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, yeah. I, it, is a, it is an absolute piss break match. Um, so yeah. we'll just move on. I quite like Alex Wright as well because I've watched some of his actual matches as Alex Wright and yeah, that's wonderful. Yes, I thought he was fantastic. Yes. Um, he was a good, really, really good. good wrestler for being as green as he was. Pretty yep. decent. Above average. Um, Following contest, WCW TV title match, Chris Benoit versus Rick Steiner. Uh, champion Benoit versus part-time dog Rick Steiner. Um, champion out first again. Yes, and Rick Steiner, I've yet to see a great match of his in WCW, but I think that's obviously because he was very late in his career. Now, um, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think this was a good match. Oh, I said a great match. Uh, oh, I mean, <laughs> set your standards where they should be. You know, yes. Um, it's your it's your bog standard big man versus tough guy matchup. This one, obviously, Steiner moves a lot of meat around because he's big and heavy. Benoit can do the same because he's a tough son of a bitch. Um, a yeah. lot of hard hitting suplexes and striking in this one. Looking forward to it. I I was very much like oh Steiner's just okay you know and I, I felt like at times he maybe holding Benoit back a bit because obviously the pace that he mm-hmm. has to work at um, it's not really a big knock on Rick, Rick but he looked fucking knackered fight a couple of minutes in uh, I, I'm, I'm sure most people would be working with Benoit um, but I know he wasn't at the peak of his fitness I know he's, he's far on in his career at this point he's very much in the later stages um, but there was a moment in the match and we'll go back to a wee bit earlier on but there was a moment in the match where he just picked up Benoit and just fucking threw him uh, big high release German suplex and I was just like fucking hell you made that look like nothing yeah. I mean it was Lesnar levels yes. of juice oh, away you go so, I was like holy smokes man so, so the notes I was typing at the time were uh, good to see Steiner still being able to work uh, to some degree and then you seen him on the outside panting fucking trying to catch a breath so it was good for about the first five six minutes and then he totally gassed but mm-hmm. he did get a second win for the German suplex spot came in uh, and it was fantastic yeah, very, very good. Uh, scary spot in the middle of the match. Benoit was trying for a sunset flip out of a powerbomb and he just didn't grip Rick, Rick and he just fell yeah. flat on the deck. Went splat. Uh, oh, you bastard was mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I say it was a slower match, but once once Rick pulled out that German suplex, I was like, holy mm. smokes, man. Like, just up he went and, and then the second one was even yeah, better, yeah, even higher. Yeah. Up um, you go, up you go. Yeah. This um, this week kind of back and forward, obviously the gym, so uh, Steiner hits his two or three gym splits and then Benoit comes back with his kind of rolling triple Germans and it made mm-hmm. me think, fucking prime Steiner brothers versus Smackdown 2004 era Benoit, Benoit Angle. Oh! <laughs> Who needs Viagra when you've got imaginations oh, like that? Yeah. That's the match that you need. Um, That's phenomenal. That, is, that would be phenomenal. Um, there was points as well, by the way, with Steiner's shouting to the crowd and stuff. I'm uh, like, I see where Scott gets it for you. I see, oh, I... <laughs> I see, I see where Scott gets it for him. <laughs> He's this big... I'm shooting white trash and I was ready to go, you know. Um, <laughs> no, that, this was a, it was a decent match. Um and of course, we lead into a ref bump because it's WCW and we have to we can't have nice thing. things. <laughs> a ref bump because, of course, because it's WCW. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't have, we can't have nice things in WCW. Absolutely. Uh, a chair gets brought in the match. Um, yep. Steiner gets laid out with it. Benoit goes to the top for a diving headbutt and uh, Steiner throws it up at him as he's coming yep. down, uh, which I thought was quite mm-hmm. cool, to be mm-hmm. fair. And Doug, I've seen that before. Very, very uh, innovative, but also just fuck it, yeah, you know? You <laughs> It wasn't entirely creative, but nobody really does it. So it was. Yeah, I kind of have to give them the for doing something mm-hmm. different. Um, even though you and I could have thought Absolutely. of it <laughs> at the time. It was at the time. It was yeah. 
so where was that? Uh, Malenko interference. Malenko turns um, up, um, yeah. picks up the chair, looks to hit Steiner. It's the old swerve, changes his mind, smashes Benoit instead, mm. um, and Steiner pins Benoit and wins a TV title. And he doesn't look bothered that he's won it either. He sort of picks up, job done. Yeah. <laughs> Get me in that shiver. Uh, and Malenko and Saturn basically hug on the ramp, uh, and Steiner leaves with the title. So twelve minutes, uh, twelve minutes of match that. Um, 11 minutes of it was fantastic. Uh, I fucking love this match from start to finish. Yeah. Um, absolutely brilliant. Everything you're looking for in this kind of type of matchup. Uh, the storyline with Revolution progresses. Um, the old swerve that Malenko is actually aligned with Saturn instead of Benoit. Uh, and Benoit still looks strong coming out despite losing the title because it was a, it was a fucked finish. Um, this yeah. is the kind of booking that you're capable of, WCW. Why not do it all the time? Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, the TV title as well, especially, was booked pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially, being, like, you've got you've got great workers like that, you know. And it feels, you know, you've got Booker T relegated to a tag match, and you know the guys he's in there with, and it's kind of like, oh, you really should have these guys at the top of the card. If you spearhead your production and your and your content with those guys, um, it could have been a whole different story for WCW. But we'll never know. Um, next match: uh, Bret Hart versus Lex Luger. Um, is this ninety four WWF or? <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to see how good someone like Bret Hart was when he's up against a big lump like like Luger. Man, he's, <clears> he gave him nothing to work against. It's just it's a shame. I mean, the first thing I know for me was the Bret promo backstage. He just seemed so uninterested. Yeah. Um, it's just so plain to see, you know. We just sort of getting his lines out. Didn't really have that, you know, that fire that Bret mm-hmm. had. Um, even though he was quite drear, some three sometimes he still had a bit. Of, he still there was a fire Definitely. in him, you know. Uh, but I, I think the fire had burned out by this point. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lex Luger has some trouble getting his jocks off for a pose. <laughs> uh, way too long, way yeah. too long to get that bit of velcro undone uh, for a big strong lad like him. Wonder how he got those muscles. Uh, <laughs> Miss Elizabeth in his corner. I kind of forgot that she'd uh, backed him up he for a while. Also um, aging like a fine wine. Very nice. Um, classy, very classy. Now, uh, it's unusual to have that in WCW. You don't really associate it with classy uh, female valets. It's just generally the kind of... No, we'll, get to, we'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I believe that happens after this match. So yeah, next spot, brilliant. Uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> before going into the match, Brett had a really warm reception. I thought, you know, the crowd seemed yeah, relatively yeah. into everything that he mm-hmm. does. I thought he was very much over. Um, I was I was quite surprised by that because I, I haven't seen... I don't think I've seen much of Brett in WCW out with clips, yeah. you know, or, or snippets. Um so in terms of watching this, I was kind of like, oh my god, he's actually you know still very much over um or two month two years uh, post screw job here. So I was very very much like, ah, he's still fire still hot there. Um, so it was some okay stuff straight to the outside, of course. Um, <laughs> but so Luger takes a chunk of the early beating actually. Um, so I always think that's strange, and it always seems to be a Bret Hart match. Like his face, he should be getting beat down for. Nah, he's not having that fucking mark. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would des- I would describe this as a typical Lex Luger match that he gets the beat down despite being heel, and then he'll make his comeback eventually. Um, the people, the people's babies. Yeah, that was um, awful. Yeah, absolutely. Lex <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Express is running wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lex Express keeps on driving. Yeah. Um, so a side note to make of this match: uh, Bret Hart's selling an injured leg all the way through the match. Uh, he's wrestling against Doctor's Orders again, which seems to be his shtick. Like you, you just mentioned that a wee minute ago, that Undertaker's shtick is great casket matches. This is Bret Hart's. He's always injured. Wrestling against Doctor's Orders so that when he loses, he's got an excuse for it. Ah, uh, that seems it seems the way of it. Um, so after after a, 
a very okay match. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a bad match, but I wouldn't say it was great no. either. Uh, look, look at lots in a single leg Boston and Brett Taps. Uh, out of nowhere, really, but obviously the story was the leg, so you kind of have to say, well, fair enough, they've actually followed up yeah. with that. Um, I didn't enjoy it much, but it was straightforward. It uh, wasn't bad by any stretch. This is one of Brett's last matches, as you said there, uh, disobeying Doctor's orders. Um, that, that, that certainly led through. Um, it became reality uh, soon afterwards, obviously, with the Goldberg kick at Starcade um, and working through several concussions. So that obviously forces retirement. Don't need to get into that too much. Um, but as one of his last matches, um, it looks as if he was maybe resting on his laurels a wee yeah, bit. I, uh, you, you nailed it, man. Just looked uninterested. Yeah, quite happy to take his paycheck yep. and work, work, work a seven-minute seven match. Is, which is um, remarkable that he's willing to switch off in a match like this, but he'll work through a concussion. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. Really and it's, it's remarkable to me as well that he, he's so pissed off at how his career ended when you know he's putting in performances like this and you're thinking, yeah, well... Yeah, it's kind of your fault, man. You know, you, you didn't seem that arsed anyway, yeah. mate. You know, yeah. like... Um, but that's, that's a story nah, about nah, hard, nah, isn't it? Um, on that one. <laughs> Highlight of the night, Medusa comes out wearing very little oh, uh, to, yeah. to, to plug the WCW Nitro Cologne. Uh, she looks rough, man. She looks... It was uh, it was very strange. She, she represents the cologne in terms of how Bobby Heenan was describing it and that it was fucking oh rank rotten. This is hilarious, man. So they bring out this cologne, WCW Nitro Cologne. She's out there to plug it. And Bobby Heenan, as soon as it comes out, he's like, have you smelled it? It smells like cat mm-hmm. litter. It smells like restaurant brat. He's just slating mm-hmm. it. I'm like, Nah, man, what is going on here? Like, surely he's no meant to be saying that. I mean, that is just ridiculous. Like, fuck you and your yeah. sales. Fuck you and your merch. <laughs> like, fuck... <laughs> I don't think Bobby was getting a cut um, of the, the, the nitro colognes. <laughs> no, he's like that. You know what? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Russo, and your fucking colognes. <laughs> I'm not having this. Uh, so he, he slates it. Uh, she comes down. Medusa comes down, um, grabs a mic, uh, says that it's bullshit that she has to come out and model it wearing very little. Uh, slates, obviously, Russo and Vitted Ferrara because that was their thing in WWF so the old work shoot pew pew because Russo likes that sort of thing yeah um, cowboy and she, 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 she throws it around Tina and he's bolting it up and he's like hey, that's the I thought thing. this like, was the oh. best part of the night in terms of the commentators because they were bouncing yeah. off each other so well uh, it was actually one of my favourite segments they'd be able to do. yeah it was really really good um, so uh, next up we have um the not match of the night. Um, the American made Hulk was, Hogan has music he, plays. He, Hogan's music's f- f- he's coming out first. No, something needs to be happening here. I didn't. I, I couldn't believe I was hearing his music first. Yeah, and then it happened. Yeah, well, nothing happened to start with. <laughs> he uh, so he never came out. Uh, Sting comes down. Hogan's music plays again, and he comes down um, wearing some, uh, some some strange clothing. Uh, do, do you like it? Do you like the Love outfit? It. You'll see your grand at a fifty cent concert, oh, isn't he? Yeah. A bit, like, <laughs> a bit yeah. lost. Um, <laughs> Hogan comes down, uh, speaks to Sting, lays down, uh, Sting covers him, and retains the title. And, and we go straight because sort of the camera cuts away as if that wasn't meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Sort of straight towards Goldberg, sort of promo and stuff like that. Um, before we maybe dive into it. Any memories of this or anything? No, but let's that... dissect this a wee, for a wee minute here. So, Hogan mm-hmm. lies down first thing. How many fucking times has that happened in WCW? Yeah. Jarrett for Hogan in early 2000 lies down for Hogan, and that causes Bischoff and Hogan to leave WCW forever, if you remember mm-hmm. that. Uh, Hogan, yeah. uh, sorry, Russo then comes out and kind of cuts a promo on him, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you've got the, the Nash finger poke of doom. P- poke of doom, yeah. And obviously this tonight, so that's, that's three instances, and that all happened within the same time period. That all happened... And then three all involved in the world. Yes, team. and it all happened within like a year. 
like, oh, come on, lads, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. I think it's like I know I know like wrestling finishes do get repeated, but when it's something as nuts yeah. as that in terms of how 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 frivolous that is, you know how stupid how me- in a wrestling mindset that's yeah. mental. You know, like there's something you do very very mm. rarely to do it three times in a year. It's like it loses that yeah. sparkle in terms. Of, oh my god, he just laid yeah. on him. You know, like um, but this one was the most bizarre because I just didn't see any explanation behind it. Um, it just seemed to sort of happen. <laughs> I think as soon as Hogan came down in his civvies, you could smell the shoot coming a mile away. Uh, like something was going to happen, some bollocks is about to happen. Um, mm. I, the, the highlight of this was the commentators, again, I know I keep banging on this fucking point, the commentators are bickering <laughs> between each other. Um, if it's actually important, who comes out last? Heenan is abdomen that the champion should be out last. He's fucking, he's, he's mm. relentless. Not old, old school. school, despite it having happened. <laughs> How many times the champion were out first tonight already? Every time, yeah, every time I've had the tag belt so far, and then they go straight to match number eight, and the champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, to fuck! We bit of consistency. Love wrestling, don't you? We love it's, wrestling. It's all about consistency. Nah. <laughs> uh, outstanding, outstanding bit of luck there, <laughs> Um So, I think the, the backstage talk on this one, from what I could find, was this was supposed yeah. to happen. Um, it was basically the intention was for Hogan to go away and come back as Terry Belair. Um I'm not, I'm not quite sure what happened with that idea. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not up on WCW as much as I am WWE. So um, it was just one of those things, though, wasn't it? I was just kind of like, why? I just didn't see a reason for it. No payoff. Um, no interest. One. Just, yeah, just confusion. Just wrestling. Uh, just WCW wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why Vince hates wrestling, you know. Um, so, straight into the next match, WCW US title. Um, the champion, Sid, arrives first. Uh, he still has blood Mind in his face bastard. and weather because he refused to... Oh, ah, what a trap. Fucking uh, bogging cunt, yeah. He refused to get it cleaned up, so he just sat, he just sat, sat backstage and played. This happened an hour ago. Menst- <laughs> like he's on a, his menstrual cycle. You know, just sitting it's there madness. Bogging. It happened well over an hour ago, uh, and he's still not got a towel to wash his face. Just stoking about backstage mm-hmm. with blood trickling everywhere. He's like, ah, Nicky Pilatus, man. Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Madness. Um, so Goldberg arrives, full entrance, etc., with his cops by his side. The cops even follow him out to the ramp, only for Kevin Nash and Scott Hall to jump him. Do the cops jump in? Do right. they fuck? They just fucking right. stand I'm there. Gonna, Are you fucking right, I'm going to have to give you a WCW lesson here, uh, history lesson here. The police, the guard around Goldberg, weren't for Goldberg's protection. They were for everybody else's protection, so Goldberg wouldn't destroy them walking past them. So the police oh, weren't there to protect Goldberg. <laughs> That's just how it was. Uh, so I'm um, no, no. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. Fuck your no, logic. No, no. You're gonna have to swallow that one. Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> so out, out with the cops doing fuck all. As this match goes on, you realise how ridiculous it was for Kevin Nash and Scott Hall to jump him before the yeah. bell. Anyway, um, I, 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 three, fucking three, three seconds later, three seconds go by when they disappear, and it's oh, like it never yeah, happened. Back in control. Selling nothing. He's leather and sting. Yes, yeah, sting. Fuck. Sid on the outside and. That's it. It's just like, what was the point? Just so they could get on the mm-hmm. pay-per-view. Like, it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, uh, the story of this match is basically Sid Justice is fucking bleeding like a stuffed pig. Um, it's horrible. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. Their leg levels of juice. Goldberg just keeps leathering him, punching him on top of the head, um, rubbing his face. Mm-hmm. Like, just, ah, he's just constant. Um, 
So, Bell Rings on the both on the outside as well, which yeah. I hate. I just hate that we still leave. I just hate. You know what? Let's just call this podcast here. Uh, <laughs> Sid gets on his, uh, his own Steiner recliner. Yeah. Sit Justice. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is a, a terrific visual. Uh, Goldberg gets out. He starts to get out of it. You see Sid's eyes yes. open. And he's just got this obviously crimson yes. face with two mm-hmm. white dots in between it with his eyes. I thought that's like, fucking phenomenal. He's blood. He's doing the Triple H thing. But he's his blood. So, oh, that looks mm-hmm. incredible. Um, Very good visual. I'm, I'm not a huge fan no, of blood in a lot of wrestling not. matches, but when the shoe fits, mm-hmm. wear it, and they wear it well here. Um, uh, Goldberg just leathers him for a while, and I, I, wrote, I noted I could see a yeah, coming yeah. here. It's, it's, that's what he, they're, what yeah, they're he was for. getting weaker and weaker. Um, yeah, so that was, that was it. Um, Sid can't get up. Referee calls it off. Referee yeah, stoppage. TKO, Goldberg, the US champion. Yeah, um... I actually quite enjoyed this. It somewhat. was good. Like it was pretty good. But bit of a confusing ending, I thought though, because like Sid, it wasn't like out cold. It's not as if like the referee. It's not as if he couldn't answer the referee because he was still conscious. So a wee bit of kind of Sid on the ground for a bit, and then he comes round. But um, I don't, I, I don't know, man. This just looks like a nasty blade job, and it generally looked near the end as if Sid was actually like getting into shock with the blood loss. It yeah. looked horrendous. See when he was on the obviously Rick Steiner comes out to kinda of help him to the back. He looked fucked, absolutely fucked. Um, yeah. like, anyway, I mean any man would yeah. be as well, you know, but that, that's that's the thing when you we do, you know, work with real yeah. blood when you're working hard, you're working, you know, real mm-hmm. like that there's gonna be a fest like that and it's it's real, you know, absolutely. it's serious. So um, I found it, it was gruesome because he he his face wiped by a towel. But then by the time the camera had panned to Goldberg and then back to Sid, his face was fully covered in blood again. So I, Jesus, that yeah. one stitched up. But uh, yeah, good match. Enjoyed it. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Nice story. Uh, totally different from anything else on the card. I like the variety. The fact that you know you get something that's just totally different. A match with a fucking yeah. finish. Yep. It's nice. Um, and make Goldberg look like an animal. Yep. Um, fantastic. Goldberg looks incredible yep. here, by the way. Yep. Absolutely incredible. Uh, before he goes back... Um, well, he goes back, Sting comes out, uh, challenges anyone to a match who wants it. So in the main event, he'll fight anyone. Um, so that, that's an open challenge for the main event, yeah, basically. So I found it weird. He specifically said that he was looking for a... He challenged someone to a fight. He didn't challenge anyone to a title match. Well, that's mm. the thing as well, because I was very surprised by the result of the main event. Because it was a title match. Title no, um, but we'll get to that. But... Next match is the strap match, the kinky strap <laughs> match, uh, with Ric Flair and uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Um... Kimberly again. First, oh, unbelievable! Um, so there's a wee promo segment beforehand where um, Kimberly Page is in a hotel room and she's looking to drug Ric Flair's <laughs> alcoholic beverage. Um, but she thinks she thinks it's David Flair. Yeah, first. yeah. So obviously we, we don't see who's in the bathroom, but you could assume that it's fucking big rapey Rick. Uh, he's <laughs> fucking giving it the giving it the part. Who's fucking? Space Mountain baby, woo or that kind of nonsense, you know, you know, you know the deal. He's excellent. Nate's got an H. Nah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, love him. Um, so, start match, fight through the crowd. I give up, man. Right. <laughs> I, I had high on? hopes. I had high hopes to begin with because the commentators explained yeah. how it wasn't a traditional strap match and that you don't need to bother with the four corners pish. It was literally just two lads strapped together and it's pin force submission. Brilliant. That's how a strap match should be. I, I, again, for me. Timing, um, the match before was a bloodbath. Yeah. So to give us this match, which is a, a, a blood yeah. feud with you know I, 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 a yeah, strap match, a stipulation. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, 
again, just timing, it's already going to make that yeah. match worse. Um, that's just how it is, you know. Definitely. Um, and it, it wasn't great. It wasn't, um, but it's, it's good to see that they are having DDP in like a featured match and he's not feuding with fucking um, Johnny B. Bad, fucking, you know what I yeah. mean, that kind of thing. Uh, Flair uh, gets a wins from Kimberly back at the ring, so he's on for yeah, a hat trick, the dirty bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Scored a brace. Um, it's basically a walking brawl for a long while, as if we hadn't seen enough blood in the last <laughs> match. Of course, Flair has a go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got an H. <laughs> he's got uh, blood pissing out of him. Finally gets back in the ring. Flair hits a low blow. Woo! Knee drop. Woo! <laughs> what the leg? Woo! Uh, chop block with, with, with a top rope, nothing and a figure four left to go. And he's it's all out of the moves, standard so. Flair thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and as I said, as I was typing that, he looked at yeah. the figure four. I was like, oh my God, I could read like a fucking book. And you'll never um, get bored of it either. No, it's phenomenal. Um, DDP gets the ropes, uh, has the diamond cutter, and the ref counts. It doesn't count the three, yeah. but it is a three. Flair doesn't kick out. And again, I was just like, what the fuck's the point? Mm. I don't... But obviously, I know Ray, Ray Robinson was sort of in Flair's yeah, back pocket that's right. somewhat. So it kind of... And the commentator saw that he was trying to protect him. Uh, but he does ring the bell. DDP does get the win straight up. And that's uh, <laughs> the diamond cut on, on Double yeah. H. Love that. Uh, I love that. Uh, oh, and the, the quickness mm. as well. He's like, you try to screw me? Mm. Fuck you, bang. Um, really, really good. David Flair comes down. Kimberly is, en- is enough to stop him. Uh, kicks him in the nads and takes the crowbar from him. Uh, that uh, plastic crowbar that Rick Flair <laughs> used earlier and bent on the back of, <laughs> of uh, Eddie Guerrero. And uh, so basically, the match, the whole facade ends with DDP standing, standing above all three all three flares <laughs> <laughs> Rick <laughs> Rick uh, fucking uh, David and I know you read there David Christ um, and it would be H so uh, DDP getting quite the rub there uh, laying out all yep. the flares so um, there was a lot of pauses in this match um, probably the best part was um, Shivani's quip when uh, <laughs> so DDP hits the I, I think he hits Flair with two low blows like he he then knees him in the balls, or he does whatever he does. Uh, Tony then goes, "Oh, that Space Mountain closed indefinitely." I thought, oh, oh, great! That was, yeah, that's he, hit, he, hit, he hits he hits him with the nuts, with the, nuts mm-hmm. with the crowbar. That's Absolutely right. fantastic. Um, um, the amount of times DDP says "bang" in his matches, he could get a job for Silver Bang. Like that's all I could think <laughs> of. I thought it once, and I was like, "Oh, that's all I can think." Of. Anytime he goes <laughs> "bang," somebody should like see she wanted with then go, and the dot is gone. I'm like, oh, I'd yes. mark out for that. That would be brilliant. Like, just sell it bang on, yes. his, on his trunks. Like, just Absolutely. a sponsorship. Yeah, Lesnar, Lesnar yes. levels. They get Barry Scott on the phone to see if we can get a DDP yoga. Uh, it's the know, crossover we all like, want. Oh, you can just see DDP in his DDP yoga studio, right? With the dirty <laughs> yoga mats. He's like, how do we get rid of these stubborn stains? Bang! <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, we're setting up deals here. Um, so after the bell, obviously Rick Flair's had his nads, his nads knackered, um, get shipped to the back on a backboard, um, only for the filthy animals to come out of nowhere. Uh, in the ambulance that, of course, they've taken from mm. the from the hospital, which is bring. Ah, they just laughed. Him and Ray and Conan just jumped in the ambulance, brought it to the arena, uh, knowing that Rick Flair would need one. Love wrestling. Uh, Leather done put him in the back and stole Ric Flair. So stealing his watch wasn't enough. Uh, they had to steal the man himself. What is the, the market value of Ric, Ric, Ric Flair in 1999? Sure, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two balls less and after that, match. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty penny, maybe. Um, main event time, Sting versus the Unknown, but of course it's Goldberg. Um, 
overtime sheet in for Goldberg tonight. No. It's not going long, is it? <laughs> it's um, no. It's this is the the house show main event. This after Raw, and it like just sends it? the fans home happy. The fuck, it's, it's almost as if Sting's working heel here. Oh, almost. Uh, yeah. it's, it's bizarre, absolutely bizarre. So. I mean, there's not even much to talk about that. Is this? Um... No, but there is straight to the outside. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> can't help, can't help <laughs> themselves. Uh, so Goldberg misses a spear. Uh, we get a hat trick of Stinger splashes. Uh, takes Goldberg off his feet briefly, but Stinger runs the ropes. We get a big leapfrog from Goldberg and a spear before hitting the jackhammer and pinning Sting. One, two, three. Uh, I didn't think it was a title match. I thought he just got the win before he's holding the title above his head. And I'm like, Christ Almighty, he's actually mm-hmm. won the title. Um, very surprised that the title would have been put on the line for that. Uh, obviously, Goldberg has both the yeah. belts. Um, only poses we won, though. But uh, Charlie's night gets even worse as he takes a, a, <laughs> a, a, a sting of death yeah. drop as well, just for a uh, good measure. Um, not a good night for me, Charlie. Great night for Goldberg. Um, yes. Thoughts on the brief well, main event? My thoughts on the main event will be described in the following aftermath of what happened the next night on Nitro. <laughs> so... <laughs> so the following night on Nitro, Sting declared that he never actually agreed to defend the title. That's accurate because he actually didn't. He challenged for a fight, which has already been discussed. Yeah, I and he that. called the uh, JJ Dillon to the ring to explain. Dillon announced that the title was being vacated due to Sting attacking the referee during the unsanctioned match, and then announced a tournament for the vacant title to conclude that the following month's mayhem pay per view. That's typical WCW. Like, that is very WCW. pay per view. By the time it gets to the end, nothing mattered. Um, it's a shame. I mean, I mean, if that was yourself, and you wanted to go down the route of right, we can't keep the belt on Goldberg because you never put the belt up. Then surely you would do put the belt up between the two of them at the next pay per view and just build to that. No, you'd like to think so. Yeah. I would, but yeah, they're, they're obviously we have to do it the hard way, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Same way, fucking Sid did it earlier. So, g- give me your overall thoughts on the show. Give uh, me I'm going to go for the connoisseur's uh, opinion. <laughs> uh, I've given it a solid B minus. Um, my thoughts are with WCW in general. See if you can sit through the garbage. You you tend to uncover a wee hidden gem, and there's always at least one or two on every pay per view. Um, I felt this one was the the DVP Flair match and the Steiner Benoit match. I thought the two of them were really really solid, and they did bring up the levels of the other garbage round about it. I probably wouldn't get my way to watch it again. Like I I I, I doubt I'll ever watch this pay per view in my life again. Uh, but in uh-huh. terms of kind of looking at the time of this one, you know, I mean, it's late '99. They were just about they were just about to kind of go on their down slope, if not already there. So, but there was some promise, of course, with the new writers coming in. I mean, I know there really yeah. wasn't, but there was a yeah. sort of was a fresh yeah. start. So I um, thought they put on a pretty decent, all things considered, a pretty decent show. Um, it was missing Scott Steiner, which is always a blow. Um, but we've definitely mm-hmm. watched worse. I think you'd agree with that. And there's no people like fucking Palumbo and O'Hare and these kind of losers. You know what I mean? It's I uh, we're, we're just before the cusp of the new age of talent yeah. that was coming in that were rotten and just passed the Roddy Pipers and Macho yeah. Man's a wee bit. I know they sort of I think did eventually come back, didn't they? Did they? Can't remember. Um, oh, but they were they're not there either. So it was kind of like a night. And the fact that Nash was only briefly on the pay per view was mm. a big bonus for me. Um, <laughs> a mysterio for me. Stop the presses. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed oh, this show. My. Um, 
I, I, I do also, you know, every time I watch the WCW show, I feel like I've sat on the fucking jury for a five-day trial. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it feels like it's went on for far too long. Um, but this one had a lot more highs and lows, uh, a lot more highs than the recent shows that I've watched as well, WCW-wise. Um, I thought there was probably four matches that were pretty good. Uh, Benoit and Rick Steiner was decent enough for me. I joined Goldberg and uh, Sid. Uh, Eddie and Saturn was yeah. a highlight as well. Um, I thought Heenan was fantastic. I, I just love Bobby the Brain and Heenan yeah. or any yeah. platform show. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flair and DDP was very, very good. I even enjoyed the very quick main event for what it was. I thought it was fantastic. It was fast. Um, I just gave you that wee lift at the end of the show. Uh, it was, I think, a main event should give you. You know, it, it should be that sort of... Oh my god, this is pretty. If you if you can't give us a long, fantastic match, give us something just you're, you're going to remember. Yeah. You know, aye, exactly, have an impact. So uh, overall, for me, I gave it a C, which is good for me Absolutely. for WCW. That's, like there was a lot of shit still. Um, so, but a, a solid <laughs> fast. I, I would also um, suggest that the, the highest praise that you can give WCW is the fact that you watched this pay per view in one sitting. Did you not? Yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. I in the one go. Um, but the, I, I felt like the first hour was maybe a bit of a drag. Yeah, yeah. Um just with the opening match and then the tag match with the nasty nasty boy was the one. Um <laughs> nasty boy. <laughs> and then Berlin the Berlin match. Uh, so it was kinda like the th- those three matches taking place in the first hour. It's kinda it's, it's enough to and obviously two I think it was two promo segments as well in the first hour. Um I was kinda like this is gonna be a drag but it did pick up uh, the matches in the middle of the card were very good. Uh, I so that's high praise for me. So uh, <laughs> one of the better W well, probably the best WCW show I've watched, I think, um in my opinion. One of the best. Oh my. Yes. So, uh, so there we have so it. My band and WCW's finally been lifted. <laughs> it's been lifted, yeah, briefly. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it won't take long till we're back on. We'll see you next um, month. <laughs> it's <laughs> Fuck off. Uh so there we have it, another rendition of the podcast. I hope you liked it. Please leave us a review or a like where you can, um, wherever you're listening to it. Um, and follow MarkTheMark22 on Twitter. We are hopefully going to be having a giveaway with Christmas just around the corner. Sure, I'm very, very excited to announce that on the podcast. Um, I'll release the details on Twitter. So if you do want to have a go at that one, MarkTheMark22 on Twitter is where that'll be at. Um, for a wee Christmas present for somebody, I think that'd be quite nice of us, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's very you, Mark, what are you buying there? Uh, Nah. Oh, see, that's the thing. Some, one of our listeners are going to get more from me than you are at Christmas. I mean, that's no, incredible. We're getting the rise and fall of WCW. If I've got nah. uh, I've got that up the stairs as well. I'll make Pam Fantastic. Uh, so until next time, Stuart, thanks for Genuine pleasure. Me. And happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs>